welcome to Moving Into Purpose podcast. From crazy to Christ, she says, how so interesting for us as children of God to reflect on the goodness of God. There's just something about the goodness of God. You know, the scripture says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. And I think the good in this scripture is that because we have seen his goodness, we have a triumphant story. We are able to praise him sacrificially. We are able to recognize that though too often we make mistakes, he is gracious regardless. You see, that's love. That's the sweetest part of God's heart. When he can be able to look at us and see us as what he has created us to be. You see, the scripture says that God demonstrated his own love for us in that, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In our state of disobedience, in our state of rebellion, in our state of ungratefulness to God, Christ died for us. So we see here that Jesus had a vision, a man that died for us in our state of sin. Seeing the vision that purpose would arise from this, that people will rise up that knows how to praise him. Only a man with a vision can be able to die knowing faithfully that though these people are blind today, tomorrow these will be the same people that will rise up and serve me. And so no matter how crazy our stories are, there's always a part within that story that we can only credit to God. From crazy to Christ, a testimony that we are about to hear. So get yourself a cozy spot and let's chat. Hey, World Changers, today on Moving Into Purpose podcast, we're going to be having a conversation surrounded by Stephanie Starr Ferguson's story. From crazy to Christ, she says, Stephanie Ferguson is from St. Lucia. Yes, she's Caribbean, currently living in Miami. She is the founder of Saved by Grace Outreach and the author of the book, From Crazy to Christ. Whoa. I just love how she words it from crazy to Christ. Got you so curious. Like what's crazy? What's the crazy in her story? It's going to be a conversation where we get deep into her own life, even from her childhood coming up to her transformation to Christ. Hey, Stephanie, how are you doing today? Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much Uh, for having me. I am well. I am well. I am happy to hear that you are good. You know, I'm happy to hear that. You know, Stephanie, one of the things that I really love about testimony like yours, especially the ones that are truly life-changing, is that it's reflective. You know, when God has brought you out of something traumatic, it's like when you are reflecting, you have no other option than to credit that transformation or that glory to Jesus. And that's one of the things I really love about testimony that are life-changing. But without any further ado, let us get the ball rolling. (laughs) All right, Star, your outreach ministry, Saved by Grace Outreach, as it is right now, what's the mission behind that ministry? Um, The Saved by Grace Outreach has a lot to do, first of all, with where I came from, you know. 
I love saying that all things work together for the good of, for the good of those who love God, which is Romans 8 and 28. And the way I grew up gave me a heart for people. So right. my mission is to continue to help. Right now, I, I focus on single moms. But in the right. near future, I would like to help everybody, you know, anybody and everybody. Not just, you know, um, spiritually, but practically. Let them know that, you know, regardless of how you grew up, or where you came from, how much you had, you know, just knowing that God loves you, that alone gives you, motivates you, you know, to become better and do better and help those that grew up, you know, that are growing up the way we grew up with nothing. Yeah. Right. So what are some of the things that you do um, in the outreach? Well, um, this September, which is one of um, the most exciting ones for me, is um, back to school. I right. love. I remember growing up, my mom um, got books from the Ministry of Education, and mm. kids would make fun of us sometimes because um, when you borrow the books um, from the ministry, it comes with a stamp, so people automatically know that you know your parents didn't buy them; that they're right. not yours. Right. So, um, I look forward to helping, although we are not sure yet how it's going to happen because of COVID-19. Are the kids right. going to be going back to school? Are they going to be doing school online? So I'm still, you know, waiting and doing some research and speaking to people back home, which is where my heart really is to find right. out what exactly I want to donate. Are we going to be doing backpacks? Are we going to be focusing more on other things? Because if the kids are not going back to school and they're focusing on school online, then, you know, a backpack is not really a necessity. So um, that's one of my Christmas is my and and back to school are my two favorites where we give hampers for Christmas and for Easter and for back to school. We help single moms, especially, um, you know, just get the children ready to go back with, you know, that's the essentials cool. that they need mm-hmm. in St. Lucia. In St. I also do here in Miami as well. But wow. my heart, honestly, my heart is in the Caribbean. I love I love, you know, helping people. I love giving back. Right. I love giving. I feel like you know, as much as I want to, I want to help all people because of what I went through. The culture over there, the people over there, they understand. They can resonate with what I went through, and they understand my heart. Right, right, definitely. I love that, Stephanie. When women can be obedient to the call to serve, you know, to serve and to evolve in this way, I I truly love that. You know, to give back. You know, yeah. and so let us get into your testy money. <laughs> I'm sure I've been anticipating, I've been waiting to hear, you know, what is the crazy in your story? What is the story behind your book, From Crazy to Christ, Saved by Grace? As you said, From Crazy to Christ is my testimony, you know. Crazy is the life I lived before and the things I went through as a child. Um, growing up, I witnessed a lot of family division. As children, we were never taught to support our love, uh, to support and love, you know, our family, our first cousins, um, outside of the four walls. And even in the four walls that we lived, there was not really any intimate relationship. Um, not that our parents, when I was brought up by a single mom, right. not that my mom had anything against us. It's just that when you do not go back to the root of you know your problems you perpetuate that with your children you inevitably become your parents and my mom um she showered us and cleaned us the best way she knew how she provided for us and she tried to send us to school but apart from that there was no real intimate relationship right i think i saw a lot of um even my grandmother you know um she had her favorites 
and my mom that really that really kind of bothered my mom my mom grew up feeling like an outsider i think um our our first podcast it had to be um postponed and just to go a little bit into that my first cousin was murdered by you know my nephew my favorite nephew and that you know if you just look at it from the surface they'll be like oh why were they fighting and why this and why that but that is spiritual warfare you know as a woman of god we have to learn to not just look at things from the surface but also know that there is an invisible enemy so yes that is what happens but that is that is what happened but that is a result of decades decades upon decades of us not healing us you know other children are just perpetuating the sins of the grandparents and the great-grandparents definitely Mm -hmm. as a young girl um one other thing i saw that is that a lot of people in my family um got molested um mine to be honest when i think about the other stories as much as it is horrible and it is something that i would never ever want to go back to i always say that everything that happened to me in my life led me to the woman i am today but when i think of what happened to me like when i got molested that is the one thing i would not want to go back to i would go for everything again to do what god has called me to do but i'm at a cusp of you know thinking of all the women that have come to me and say you know what your story about being molested helped me and at the same time, never wanting to go through that again. Right. I was molested at 12 years old. And it happened to me once, but I know people in my family that, that it happened to them over and over for years. You know, and that is that is also spiritual. We sometimes okay. look at all of those things just from the surface. But sometimes we have to sit down and look back and say, okay, what are the cycles? What are the patterns? And what can I do about that? That helps you know how to pray. Um, right. As a young adult, I think that um, that is my crazy. That that part of the crazy is what I had no control of. You know, poverty to me was never... It gave me a heart for people. So to be honest, I love the way I grew up. I didn't know I was poor when I was growing up. <laughs> I thought that, you know, playing with stones and trees were normal until I became uh, like in my early teens and you know people started to talk about television and you know everybody else lived in a wall house and I I lived in you know a very small wooden house we didn't have electricity there was no water we showered in the river when I started going through puberty it became embarrassing because people would pass and see me in the river just with my panty on you know and we all shared one towel you know so that's the kind of life I grew up in and that to me that part of my life when it came to my mom not having much to give us it has now given me a heart for people so i don't consider it something that was bad i don't think everybody i don't think that this world was meant to have a bunch of rich people i just wish that everybody could sleep and eat comfortably (laughs) um star i'm not cutting you but you know something as you began talking about like what happened to you when you were 12 i went through that as well at the same age and um, I, I grew up in a broken home, so I can relate to what you're saying right now. I know what it is to, to, to grow up in a home where, you know, people hurt you and cuss every day and, you know, and it's just a lot. It's traumatic. I understand what you're saying because I went through it. I went through molestation when I was 12 years old. But, you know, one of the things that I, I normally say to people, when you see these things happen to kids, you know, listen in the future it's something linked to what they are going to become so the enemy tried to stop them by all of these right to allow all right so when you can go through molestation and um 
grow up without mom or dad, one of the things that comes to you or try to attach itself to you is the spirit of rejection. Yeah. And so these are, you know, uh, how do you say, gateways for the enemy to operate within yes. our life. Yes. And that's why so many things happen to us. But you know what? God gets the glory at the end of the day. Because yeah. I can come out with a, a, a story, a testimony to tell, oh, I overcame because of the power of God. And you can come out and you can say the same, exactly. you know. Yeah. And I love that because um, just to touch a little bit on what you said, there are so many other girls out there that um, that are going through the same thing. And for a very long time in my life, I didn't understand what happened. I did not understand. I felt betrayed. I knew it was wrong. But because of what I had seen, that's why I tell parents, be very careful what seeds you indirectly plant into your seeds' mind. Be careful with the life that you leave around your children and what you allow them to see. Because of what I saw, it was not the first time. I was not the first person it happened to. I witnessed it happen to other people. So I was confused for a very long time until I became a young adult. And even as a young adult, I started to blame my Myself. so i just want to encourage anybody that is that is going to listen to this that it is not your fault first of all it is not your fault and just ask god to take you back to the root of that problem so you can not only pray for yourself and your deliverance but also for your family sometimes god calls one of us that went through that to stand in the gap for ourselves our parents those be- those after us and also those coming you know those coming after us and those that will be before us so i just want to encourage you if you went through something like that what we do right now on this podcast you know putting it out there it's not easy but the reason i always say yes to that call is because i know there is a girl somewhere out there going through now what i went through before thinking that you know confused thinking that you know that was my fault where do i go from here how do i heal from this i think a huge part of the healing comes from understanding that you know that is not your fault whatsoever right whoever right. Did it is sick and they're going through whatever they're going through and pray for them it's difficult to pray for your enemies but that's what the bible encourages us to do pray for those people because they're going through i like to say that everybody has a story Right. It is difficult to see life that way. But even the person on the other side that's doing that to us, you know, they're fighting their own demons. It is not just them. It is the enemy. It is always the enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And there so is like, a... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, you continue. Finish. And then I'll ask. I was just saying there's a freedom in knowing that. There is a freedom in praying for the people that do bad to you. There's a freedom in knowing that, you know, Yes, it looks like a bigger scene and it's more painful, but that God forgives everything. There's there's just a freedom in seeing people the way God sees them, regardless of what they're done and how much they hurt you. There is a freedom in letting them go, knowing that vengeance belongs to God. It is not us, that we should just pray for them. And even if we don't know, there's a freedom in knowing that, okay, I don't know how to forgive this, but even that I can pray for too. I can pray that God gives me a heart to learn how to forgive the people that did wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, I want to ask a question though, Star. At what stage in your life did you find out, you know, about, you know, how badly the molestation and all that you went through affected you? Wow. You know, I've never really spoken about the first time somebody told me I needed help. 
somebody said to me somebody that had deal with stuff like that because of his job um that's a story i've never really spoken about but maybe that is god telling me to just talk about right. it exactly. at that time i wasn't a christian um i was dating a guy and we had traveled and um we were in another country and that night obviously i'm his girlfriend so while i was sleeping wow. he touched me and Thank let you. me tell you I, I I don't know. I think I bl- I don't know if I blacked out. I don't know what it was. He was the one explaining to me what happened. I jumped oh. up from the bed. I went into the shower and I started scrubbing myself. And he said I stayed there for a good 30 minutes while he was trying to talk me out of it. And I was just crying and scrubbing. And wow. it's like I was trying to scrub away what was done to me as a child. Wow. You right. know, like it all came back in that moment. I don't know in my sleep if I thought it was the some the same thing happening to me again. Right. But after he finally caught me out of that that thing that I was in, he said you need help. I had told him obviously, but I did I had never gone into detail. The first time I didn't even go into detail in my book, you know, um but that was the first time somebody really looked at me and they said you need help. And he explained to me that you know, he was a he was a lawyer. Well, he's a lawyer and he had dealt with situations like that. Um you know, right. he had spoken to people that he represented and he said to me you need help. And I I wish you know, but it wasn't the time God uh, allowed me to continue to have my way. I wish I had listened, but again, everything that I went through now works together, you know, for the glory of God. Right. So I did go to counseling after that. I went home, but I after the first session the pain was so debilitating having to sit down there telling somebody not knowing if they really understood what i was saying you know telling somebody what was done to me so right that was the so, first time go ahead i'm sorry sorry so was it a thing like <laughs> was it a thing like you were reflecting cuz like i don't know i've i've well for me personally i had reflected on it but i didn't stay on it So was it a thing like you were reflecting and in that moment of reflecting it you started realizing that oh this thing is really getting to me you know it's affecting me it that's a thing it i had brushed it under the bed i had it happened to me in my and i had seen it it wasn't new to me i wasn't the only person it happened to so wow. it was something i knew was wrong i was very embarrassed about but i have we have a tendency to just say you know forget this I am the mm-hmm. type of person that can I have learned now to not ever do that because it will come okay. back. But before I was I was very good at just saying, you know what, it happened, it happened, nobody knows whatever, put it under the bed. Until that happened and even after that happened, I still didn't want to go there. You know, even when the counselor with everything she had tried to have me speak about it. I remember paying her for a couple of weeks and I asked for a refund. I I did two sessions and I never went back to that woman because I wasn't ready to face yes. what I went through. So I wasn't ready to reflect on it. I really started to pray about everything after I left my country. I said, "Father, I don't know, but I know that what is going on in my life and my family's life is spiritual and i need you to take me through everything and i need you to heal me wow. you know i understood and god showed me that you know what the man did to me it wasn't just me that he did it to you know it wasn't wow. just me i had sisters that it happened to as well and from what i heard when he came out in the neighborhood his daughter he also did it to his daughter wow. and when you think about somebody 
and you think about all of that a lot of people will say oh my god send him to prison for the rest of his life kill him whatever but no. it makes me wonder what would make you want to do something like that that is a very difficult place to sit and settle in but for like some part a huge part of me wants to pray for him and i prayed for him endlessly mm-hmm. you know i remember just recently finding out that he was sick you know right. normally you'd want to you'd be like yeah let's rejoice he's sick but i felt sad and i said i wonder if you know he's changed and if he's realized you know how much he looked you know the young people like myself i was 12 you know his daughter was a very young age and they had to take her out of the house altogether so she wasn't even brought up by her dad because first of all he abused her and from what i heard the child like even as an adult right now she's not even herself like a lot of us as i was saying which is why i appreciate what we're doing so much we never wow. get healing from those things because it's so difficult to go through it healing is like going through it all over again i was right. like well you cannot jump over pain you cannot go under pain you have to allow god to take you through it and have you reveal to you you know give you revelation about it and about you know why you went through it why you right right and and did cuz you know like how they always say that whenever females go through any sort of molestation they would normally it will cause them to do bad you know or to resist men or did you ever face that sort like you know did it lead you to do anything bad or whatever you know girl up to this day in my life um even as a christian you think i i i like to say that god is i'm very transparent about my story i think there's a beauty in being real um right. that i i don't have a facade especially now that i speak god's word i still struggle I even to this day I still struggle. I just went for a divorce and I have basically since my since my ex-husband um 2018 before the divorce I didn't after the after we broke up um November 2018 I didn't see him until just a couple of months ago when we finalized the divorce and everything. And one of the scariest things to me and what I pray to God the most for is relationship. I don't right. know and I'm trying so hard not to get emotional. I don't know how to let somebody in fully. You know, I don't know if I'm ready for that although even if I was still married, I have well been on my own for good almost 3 years. You know, healing and praying and and all of that. I some part of me I feel like I I I it has to be God and maybe that is the beauty in it we be maybe before I was depending on my own strength but God is going to bring that person and God is really going to take me through you know loving them and understanding that not all men are the same and that there is really a good man out there for people that have a past like what I went through but I I I would love to say that you know I've healed completely and um you know i don't make bad decisions anymore i've come a long way but right. sometimes bad decisions is not just an action it's sometimes the, right. the thoughts that come into our mind the way we see people the the things that we think you know all of those things show you that you know maybe i'm not really healed like i think i've come a long way don't get me wrong but right. it did right. lead to a lot of very poor choices in my life it led me mm. to to want to what i saw led me to want to have sex it led me to want to live life to experience yeah. life thinking that you know trying to feel a void basically right right it's like you're running out there trying to feel this emptiness on the inside of you thinking that you know you're going to get it from a man but it never really happens because the only person that can really feel us up is Christ you know he's right. our creator 
But Star, I heard you mention something that I really want to touch on. I grew up with a single parent as well. My mom. Was it your mom? Yes. It was yes. your mom. So how... Hold on, because <laughs> um, not having my dad around was one of the things that affected me the most in my childhood. Listen, yeah. girl, right now you're talking. I I understand all that you're saying, the poor choices and everything, because I've been there. I understand what it is to grow up, like I said to you, without one of your parents or whatever. So my dad wasn't there, and that affected me a whole lot. In fact, that's the reason why I started and I made some of the poor choices that I made in my life. That and what I went with the molestation. But how did that contribute? So, you know, you feeling some sort of rejection, some brokenness, you know, stuff like that. How did that contribute to... You mean growing up with a single mom? Right. If anything, I would say (laughs) I was confused. You know, I was broken, but I didn't know I was broken. Brokenness was my normal. Hmm. I think for the most part, I was confused. Um, when it came to um, my dad and growing up with a sing by a single mom, it was my yeah. normal. So now, in retrospect, I understand all of those things. But growing up, it was my normal. Brokenness was my normal. The confusion came from my dad being arrested when I was five years old, literally right. snatched from my hands and arrested, not knowing why because I was so young. And he was my world. And you know, those first few years of a child's life are the most important. So, like, to me, he was my world and he was taken away from me and nobody explained why. Maybe right. they did, but maybe I was too young. At the age of 12, um, 13 years old, I found out that um, the person I thought was my dad, the love of my life, you know, oh, no. um, he he's not my biological father. He died when uh, I was, like, 21. So, I, he was, he, he's my godfather. And I love my mom and I've made some of the same mistake that she's made. So this is nothing to do with any way that I feel about my mom. I, I right. didn't even have to forgive my mom because I never had anything against my mom. I understand my mom's story. You know, I right. understand my mom's story. But um, my my father, wow. the person I thought was my father, he's not my dad. He's not my biological dad. His best That's friend is my dad. From you, right? What did you say? That's the one that was snatched from you when you were a child. So yeah, one that one was snatched for me. He was, he, he died in prison. He was arrested. He, he died in prison a couple, well, he came out and then he died a couple of years later. But when I was 13, I remember my mom saying to me, I need to talk to you. And those words didn't come from my mom's mouth very often. So it had to have been serious. And then she told me that um, she needs to tell me about my real dad. And then I found out that my godfather is also my dad, my biological dad. Um, It was a lot of confusion trying to build a relationship with him. You know, little girls want a relationship with their father. I would, anytime I got got the opportunity, which was not very often, probably two, three times a year, you know, try Mm -hmm. to go and spend time with him because you know he was a married man his wife which i understand also didn't accept me rightfully so um, you know so i would have to stand up outside i would stand up outside as a little girl you know wondering what i did to everybody <laughs> that was the confusion what did i well, do why can't i wouldn't ask for water or anything because even when i greeted her i came to the house i greeted her, she wouldn't answer me i would just follow my father around the place you'd be in his garden i okay. give that to him though that he even with all of what he was going through because he was going through it as well he didn't just neglect he didn't just leave me you know you'd still allow me to come around to the until you know his wife finally now we have a good relationship you know okay. his wife finally asked 
accepted me. But when you put yourself in the wife's place, you know, you have to have Christ in you to be able right. to love somebody like that, which is the, the, the agape love, the love that Christ loves right. us with. You, you, It's not easy to be married to a man knowing that he cheated on you. There's a whole other child out there and accept the child like she's yours. You know, you have to have Christ in you to be able to do that. So for me, I brokenness, to answer your question, brokenness was my normal. So right. in hindsight, in retrospect, I can see now and understand. But growing up, I, I, it's not like I knew what I was going through. I just know that I was very confused, very sad a lot of the times, especially when it came to the, my dad dying at the, the person, because I still call him my dad. It's so confusing right. just listening to the story. <laughs> you know, just oh knowing God. that he died, that was very sad for me. Then I'm having a whole new dad, although he was in my life, but he wasn't in my life as my dad. He was my godfather. You know, it was for me as a child, it was a lot, a lot of confusion. Thinking about it, even as an adult now, it is still confusing. Right. right. And it happens. You know, I I don't know. You bring tears to my eyes, yo. <laughs> Today is not a good day to cry. <laughs> but sorry, this is so touching. I know it's deeper than this. It is. Yeah? You need to read the, the crazy in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's deeper, but girl... You've been through a lot, yo. To have been here today, that must have been God. And I'm not exactly, I'm telling you that that must have been God. You know, to be through all that rejection, that brokenness. Oh, Lord. And <laughs> not, and not, you know, when you, so people don't understand that God is love. God right. is love. He does everything out of love. And even when we don't know him, we don't have a relationship with him. When I think of my life, the Bible says somewhere in the New Testament, the Old Testament that, you know, the sins of our parents, you know, it can be perpetuated to the, the like, generation, yeah, four generations. Right. You know, um, when you understand that, you read the Bible to thoroughly understand it, I see, you know, um, I, I see why I went through, you know, all of what I went through. Definitely. And, yeah. Um, we just now, when we, when we, when we start to pray to God, and he starts to heal us we have to pray so hard not to allow what we went through not to not to become our parents basically it's a very right. tough a very very tough job you know sometimes but god knows that we, we have everything that it, we, it takes that is why he calls us it is very tough to stand in the gap you know stand in the gap and say you know what this stops with me but i say yes even if i feel inadequate Right. I say yes to the call every day because I've now understood that it is not even me. It's just I'm just a vessel. You know, I'm just right. a vessel. Right. I went through it has to happen because as the Bible says, you know, when you don't live the right life, you know, your children suffer. You know, your right. children suffer. But even in that suffering and everything I went through, you can evidently see that God's hand was over my life. I almost died at nine months old. Can you imagine having um, a baby? Do you, do you have a child? No, not, not a... Not sorry, a, sorry. <laughs> I'm just like knowing... Oh, it's somebody that you really love, you know, that is very young and tender. Waking up right. and seeing them in a pool of blood. Not trying, not being able to figure out where on their, their body, you know, examining their whole body and there is nowhere on their body you can see where the, the blood came from. That is what happened right. to me at night. The enemy knows our names. He knows oh, that we don't know who we are. We don't, you know. And even when God tells it to us, he reveals it to us, we don't accept it because we see ourselves as what we've been through. But the enemy right. knows 
and he will do anything that he can to take you out he's been after me since i was a baby you know um, right. almost killed me my mom took me to the doctor you know she said over and over and they couldn't do anything until i was taken to a fortune teller can you imagine yeah. all of that is spiritual warfare so i want to tell somebody out there that you know you're going through everything that you're going through the bigger the battle is the enemy he just knows who you are he knows what god has called you to and he's going to do everything and anything that he can to prevent you from fulfilling the purpose that god has ordained for your life wow <laughs> star well oh, this is a <laughs> it's a lot to process I'm sorry. <laughs> like you know God steps in when I see you on the platform encouraging people and doing what you're doing regardless of what your past is. You know the transformative power of God when I can see someone like you doing that reaching out to people regardless of what you've been through. Sorry it's not easy. No. But let me ask you a question. How would you describe the transformation from that person crazy to Christ? The transformation um I would say yes. that reprogramming of the mind takes time. It is slow right. and it is painful. But God gives us peace. Right. Really healers. He and uh, he cannot just take us over what we went through and say you know what just brush it under the bed he needs to take you through it and have you understand why you went through it why he allowed it in your life i always tell people that bad things don't come from god but he allows us to have our way because he knows <laughs> that he can use everything for our good for his glory he gracefully right. breaks the chains of our life. I'm still being healed. I've come a long way as I was telling you, but I have a long way to go. And every single day is a blessing. Um before I felt like the the transition before I felt like I didn't fit in. Like something mm. was out of place. Even if I was in, I still felt like I was out of place. Wow. But now I know who I am. Like I know mm. that I am loved. And I have I know that so well because of the peace I feel amidst all of the chaos. You know, I it's not like when you 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 have a relationship with God, everything is taken away from you. Jesus said, "In this world, bones will still break, hearts will still break, but in the end, we win." And that is what I'm holding on to. I know that in the end, I win. I know who I belong to. So the transition, and it is still I'm still going through this. You know what is still right. healing me, but mm-hmm. it's painful. In but I still have joy. I don't know if because you can. And it's it's weird. That's why Jesus said, um, "He gives peace, not as the world gives peace. The peace that Jesus gives it surpasses our understanding." Because you right. people will ask you, "How are you making it? You've been through so much. How how are you going through all of this?" It is because, yeah, that because- I understand. It does not belong to me. The battle belongs to God, you know. Because coming from that, this would have been your new normal now. You know, that's why I ask you, you know, how do you take that? How do you understand that, hey, that's my past, but no, this is my new normal. This is my normal. You know, I, this is why I know. Yeah, stuff almost, like that. I almost, as much as I know it is my past, I always <laughs> say that it is me, you know. Right. It is, had it not happened... I mean none of this wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been the woman I am today. You know so mm-hmm. it is my past 
it is me but it's not me i am a new creation in christ but right. i don't want to ever forget where i came from that mm-hmm. everything i do right now has to do with where i came from so girl <laughs> i'm just happy i'm so happy that you know all things work together the bible right. everything in the bible is true and this verse i remind myself every single day that you know what all things work together the small things the big things everything god can use every and anything all things work right. together for the good of those who love him all right well as for me um I, i didn't know if you well probably you didn't like hear me talking about um where i came from in terms of like I was coming from a Rastafarian, Rastafarian background, an ungodly yeah. background into yeah. Christendom. It was quite a bit different. So my transformation process, it took a while because all my life I knew it to be this way. Yeah. You know, the principles and all of that they, that they taught me, I knew it to be this way. But when God steps in Stephanie, everything changed and He I had to learn right roots because what what is taught to us I, i like to say that parents they indirectly plant seeds they don't know that they're doing it but what you're doing when you're living the wrong life is that you're planting seeds and those seeds take roots and if it's positive it bears positive fruit if it is negative it bears negative fruit and those right. fruits continue to drop more seeds and bear more fruit and when god steps in when jesus steps in he now has to go to the root of that unroot all of them and sometimes those roots are so deep inside of us that it can take some people go through i like to say like i always use myself that i had been through 28 years of living life you know just however i wanted to and then Mm -hmm. you know jesus comes in and you expect him to do the work in a month or two it's impossible you know right. it's impossible for god to just transform your mind he has to take you through it he gives us as much as we can bear a little at a time he takes the desires of the world away from us and when you look back you say oh my goodness i i'm just not the same what happened <laughs> <laughs> you're like i yeah. don't understand but it is god right. you know gradually gradually yeah. so what are some of the things that you are currently learning and growing into that god has allowed you to to be grasping and understanding now in your journey in christ i am learning how to accept god's love and his calling mm-hmm. over my life one of the first things that god taught me and that is my foundation that is why every single day i get up and i keep going is his love his mm-hmm. love is unconditional Right. Regardless of what I'm feeling, he is still there. He lives in me. So I'm willing to accept that love because all my life that is what I was looking for. That was the void. You know, so, so sometimes we still when we were going through something, we forget that we already have it and we go looking for it the ways that, you know, we were accustomed to, you know, right. looking And so for me now, I'm currently learning to to accept his love, to know that he is there. You know, um As I said it's my con- my foundation his unconditional love. I'm learning how to love myself and accept right. all of what I went through including my past. You know there are things that right. I spoke about in my book. I like to call them deliberate sin because even if you're not a Christian there are things that you just know is wrong. You know you know right. it's wrong. You feel it's wrong. We were made in God's likeness and his image. So something just don't sit with us. We know it's wrong. So I'm learning to accept the mistakes that I made like it's not even a mistake the the deliberate things that I did 
um, you right. know, outside of my relationship with Jesus before I knew Jesus, like abortion. I'm learning to, um, you know, accept it. It is part of my past, my, my past, you know, God has forgiven me. I am, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ. It is right. something that I will never be proud of, but I'm learning to accept all of what I was before and allowing God to use that for his, for his glory. You know, use that to help other people. In learning how to love me, I'm also I've learned how to love others. Learning how to love yourself, flaws and all, gives you gives your heart for people to give them grace. You know, when you accept God's love, it it shows you who you are in Him and it gives you it helps you love yourself. And in loving yourself, you now want to love others because you realize that hey, I did all of that and God loves me. He's accepted me. His love is there with me. His love is unconditional. I need to now understand that, you know, that's how he sees all of us. And I want to love all people. Jesus said the first commandment is to love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul. And the second is to love our neighbors as ourselves. Who's your neighbor? Your neighbor is any and everybody. But if you don't know how to love yourself, and if you still look at yourself, you know, through the lens of brokenness, then you love people that same way. Ah, so powerful. we have to learn how to love ourselves, accept ourselves, and everything that we are the way that God sees us. Because you know, God does not see us as broken; He sees right. the whole person. He sees right. who He has called you to be, not what you went through. Right. So when you learn to love yourself like that then you can love others like that if you don't know how to accept god's love and love yourself you cannot love people you will love right. them but your love will be broken mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so yes. that is what i'm currently learning um, right i'm learning how to accept my piece of the puzzle we are all a piece of this puzzle this big right. world that we're living you know we're mm-hmm. all a piece of the puzzle and sometimes we get overwhelmed by you know the world and everything that is going on in the world i've accepted that i cannot change the world mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. save every single person in the world. But if I just do my little part and pray that, you know, you do your little part and other people do their little part, right. that together, you know, with God leading us, we can change the world. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Star, I love that. You know, and I totally agree with you on that. You know, <laughs> I love to say that it takes God to love God. And that yeah. it takes the Holy Spirit to like love people. Yeah, you know. Every and day. I just you're right. <laughs> <Every day. laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness! I love when you said that your neighbor is every and anybody. I love that. You're powerful. You know. But for me personally, I think the Lord is teaching me how to be more adaptable, especially in a space where I'm uncomfortable. Because all my life, I've had it this. I have. I've had this thing about me where. If I'm not pleased with the way things are going, I give up. You know, I just let go. Me too. But God is saying you can't always give up. You have to learn how to adapt without having to lose yourself in the process. And so that is what I'm truly dealing with right now. I believe the Lord is teaching me. You know, but since you have experienced so much as a youngster star, would you agree that identity issue is one of the major struggles our youths in and outside of Christ are facing? Girl, identity issues is a byproduct of the absence of Christ in our lives. Mm-hmm. We can never truly know who we are without right. Christ, even if we are brought up in the best homes with everything. You know, the absence of our Creator in our lives leaves us right. lost and confused. Right. You, if you don't know, 
Christ, which ma- he made you. Before I formed right. you in the womb, I knew you. I have a plan and a purpose for you. You will right. obviously have identity issues if you don't know why you were placed there and who placed you here. Right. Right. And the reason why I mention in and outside of Christ, you know, because you have some still while they're in Christ. They know about Christ, but they still do not know what God has called them to do. They, they still don't, don't have a sense of purpose. You know, I, I uh, because think, of a lack of relationship, I believe. Yes, you said it. Right. That's what I was about to say. I think <laughs> that you can be in the church. You mm-hmm. can do all the things, you know, around Christ, but mm-hmm. not have relationship with Christ. And his right. main goal is not religion. You know, a lot right. of us are after religion. Um, right. But God, Jesus hated religion. And Mm -hmm. what he really wants is an intimate relationship with him. He says that obedience is better than sacrifice. You know, he wants us to be in relationship with him. And when you have a love for him and you're in relationship with him, you don't want to disobey him. Right, right, definitely. You know what, Star? I love to say, show me a person who gives lots of trouble and I'll show you a person who needs something to identify with. (laughs) You see, purpose and knowing who you are, you know, it keeps you focused and steady. But you try different, different things to identify with when you have no anchor to purpose. And I get to understand that even from my own life, before I came to Christ and during that process of like knowing Christ, you know, and so some of the things that you have endured, would you link it to an issue of identity though? Um, to say that again, sorry. Some of the things that you went through, would you link it to an issue of identity? Yeah, yes, even was because not just me, you know, it wasn't just me. I came from a family that had no idea who they were. <laughs> so when, when you lost and the people around you are lost um like i i don't even know how to put this into words you know like a child you can see a child that grows up in a house even if christ is not present in the house you can see a child that grows up knowing that their parents loves them all right now when you grow up in a home where your parents love you but they don't know how to tell you they don't know how to show okay. you there is no intimate relationship with, with your parents you know you right. must you and and then you see in the pain of your, your the pain that your parents are going through your your mom is going through as a single mom so not only not only that for me but knowing and seeing that the people that were raising me the people I was around were more lost it made right. me very confused right because you 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 grow up to see that you know this yeah. is what I see yeah this is the normal and it's not <laughs> the thing is even with the apostle paul you remember how troublesome he was before he met christ yeah. <laughs> you know from persecuting the believers because he lacked identity yes he never knew himself it was religious experience with christ on the road to damascus that yeah. changed the entire trajectory of okay. paul's life yeah. and so totally for the youngster in and outside of christ it would have been an issue of identity and also yeah. your story and mine but the reason why we have you know, them trying so many different things from smoking. I always say that alcohol, abortion, sex, Thanks. young, all of these are as a result of not knowing who mm-hmm. you are. But let us touch a little bit on purpose, Star. Know that you have discovered based on what God has shown you, your purpose. Does it contribute to your stability though? Been through all of that. Know that God has yeah, took you over on the other side and he's saying, mm-hmm. this is what I've called you. This is whom I've called you. You know, the does it contribute to your stability now? Yeah. Um, 
when, the question I always ask God, you know, um, can you hear me? Yes, I'm hearing you. Okay, I was saying the question that I always ask God was, why me? Why me? Why did you allow me to go through so much? And when I started sharing my story, girl, ask me why I started sharing my story. I don't know. I just, I, 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 when I look back, that's why I know it is God because everything is so blurry and I'm here now, you know. But I remember asking God why, why, and then He said to me when women started to message me, all kinds of women, and if it was just women that looked like me, I'd be like, okay, but women that I would never expect to be going through what I went through, but older women, well off women, business women, asking me, how did you get through, you know, um, all of that, and in that, God revealed to me that you know why this is why i allowed you to have your way for so long so it really it really anchors me knowing that you know god was with me it's for someone alive i'm anchored in that he was always with me and that he's using the pain that i went through now to bring healing to other people right you know let me ask you a, a, a question though you know one of the things that most of us go through at our transformation stage is to deal with shame the shame that comes to us as a result of where we've been you know have you ever had to deal with the shame due to what you did during the transformative stage of your christian walk yes but i let me tell you i i I want to say that it was internal it was the voices in my head telling me that i've lost everything because of my because my whole life i defined myself by you know my body what i drew what i own my business and all that so the shame our biggest enemy is our in our heads you know it's more dangerous than the ones that are external oh yes so my shame i was shaming myself i was allowing the enemy to shame me when Mm -hmm. i gave up everything that i had you know um i i was so lost because i was like what do i do now who am i now when i started when god started to reveal to me that you know you're not your body you don't have to showcase your body on social media you right. don't have to search for the likes of people you know just do what i called you to be i didn't know who i was but that's the thing about the god that we said he gracefully breaks us he doesn't just take everything away and just leave us there feeling like a fish out of water he takes it away a little at a time a little at a time so the spirit of shame it was huge but it was the voices allowing the enemy to speak into my head and also our own voices in our head right right definitely powerful you know i think this is very interesting this is a very interesting question uh star because she has kept many believers in the place of bonded and stagnation and i think this have to do with understanding who god is first and then understanding who we are like understanding who god is we would understand that all that god requires is for us to submit to him so that he can work within us but at the same time god does not love us less because of what we did and so i continue to do right and what we continue to do some people believe that after you get saved you have to be perfect and, right um, I, I tell them try everything that you can to live the right life god knows you he knows when you do right Right, Star? 
Yes, so sorry guys, we got cut off. But uh, Star, before we go, what are a few things that you would say to persons who are going through what you had to overcome? And also for those who are struggling to step out of their past into the purpose and promises that God has for them. Um, I think the first thing I want to tell people, especially women, is that God loves you. Like we were talking about before we got cut off. That God loves you. And he has a plan for you that you were placed here on purpose. There is a purpose for your life. God created you for a purpose. That you need to meditate on the word. You know, God's word is God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. If you want to learn about your creator, who you are, read his word. When you read verses like um, Jeremiah 1 and 5 that says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I want to right. tell you that God is omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent, which means that God knows everything. He right. knew everything that was going to happen, every hurdle, every everything that you were going to do. And he said those things about you anyway. You understand? Mm-hmm. He's not saying that to the perfect version of you because there is no perfect version of you unless you're with him. You know, right. so he loves you and he wants you to know. Read verses like Psalms 139, you know, chapters like Psalms 139, where it says that, you know, God knows all our thoughts, you know, before we think them. He knew every single day before you ever lived it. Everything that you've done, he knows. But guess what? He says, I love you. He right. love. He does everything mm. out of love. Try to build a relationship with God. Give Jesus all that you are. Know that you don't have to do anything before you approach him. Some of us, just like when we're going on a date, we want to slay, we want to beat our faces. We think that we have to do that and polish ourselves before, you know, we serve Christ. I'll serve Christ in my 30s. I'm not ready. I have to figure that up first before I, I, you know, I, I surrender to God. No, you know, he wants you right where you are right now. You don't have to do anything. Just say, Jesus, I am ready. I am ready right. and allow the process is not our problem. What he wants to you is a genuine yes. Yes, I'm ready to live for you. Yes, I'm ready for an intimate relationship with you. And allow him to do the work in you. God loves you. If anything, I want to talk about for the rest of my life is to tell women and men that God loves them unconditionally. That was the root of my problem. That is what I was searching for from a little girl. That is what I was searching for in the world. That unconditional wow. love. That was my void. And when you see, when you get grounded in that, you're anchored in God's love for you. Regardless wow. of what comes around you, you will bend, but you will not break. Because wow. you know that he is in you. And that the battle does not belong to you, but to him. And that he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He loves us, man. He loves us. And it's not that he, sometimes it's just our own sinful nature that makes us feel like we're separated from God. God literally cannot leave us because of who he is. He's omnipresent. He's there right now with me and he's with you. You know, he's with whoever is going to listen to this this recording. So I want women to know that God loves you unconditionally, regardless wow wow you know everything is just powerful about this you know powerful testimony powerful conversation with stephanie ferguson i myself i am absolutely blessed myself to have you on here to share your journey with us i could relate to most of what you said and i don't know i feel like i'm a therapy (laughs) (laughs) yes the holy spirit with us (laughs) 
Yes, yes. So thank you so much for joining us today. But before we go start, because I've had uh, friends asking me how to get your book, where can someone get a copy of your book? My book is available on Amazon, both as an ebook and the paperback. So you can get it on Amazon. Um, just search up from crazy to Christ and mm-hmm. it will pop up, you know, it's there. Thank right. you so much for everything. I pray that God bless you what you're doing. You know, I appreciate it so much. You said that you feel like you're in therapy. Speaking of things, the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So for me, that is healing for me as well. So I just want to thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. just thank you for coming on star you, you you're a blessing honestly and guys she's on instagram at star that ferguson thank you so uh, much. Star, thank you for joining have a great day you too bye